Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. But if you're like wearing a shirt, then you then you got to be careful. But if it's like 
like that, that would probably fall under parody, you know, them making fun of Star Trek or whatever, you know, right. you know what I mean? Like that guy saying that stuff. So I don't know. Um, by the way, our uh, next guest is on, so let me uh, bring her on here. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, Tristan, are you on? I am. How's it going? <laughs> going well. Okay. I'm excited to have you on. Every, everybody that so everyone, you guys. <laughs> um, so if you didn't hear, if everyone didn't hear, because Jonathan just announced, um, this is Tristan Risk. Um, I am first meeting these two lovely people today, but Jonathan kind of is familiar with, with these two um, people, and um, yeah, so I'll just <laughs> shut up, and I'll let Tristan uh, introduce herself and who she is and what she does and where she's from. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, hi everyone. Um, I'm Tristan Risk, also known in burlesque and sideshow circles as Little Miss Risk. Um, I'm also an actor, writer, now just director, and um, striptease artist uh, out of Vancouver, BC, in Canada. For those of you who are like, "What the fuck is BC?" Canada, <laughs> yes, represent. Yeah, for four days. Vancouver, folklore, Christ. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um, so burlesque, a little thing on that. I actually used to do burlesque as well. Um, for the people that actually are listening that don't know that about me, I was a singer for a 1940s burlesque troupe in Los Angeles and dancer, and my name was uh, that I used was Marilyn Hart. <laughs> so that was my very, big very cool. face name. <laughs> Wow. It's funny. It's like I've been doing burlesque like just about 20 years now, uh, which is amazing because I'm still 25, right? And um, (laughs) it's really, I'm beginning to see like everyone's like, oh, I had this this time when I was doing burlesque or I did burlesque once. And I'm like, cool. It's just, it's turning into like a lot of people's rite of passage. Like, you know, not everyone necessarily can do roller derby because there's like a lot of. physical things involved in that, that, uh, you know, right, I still right. need all my bones in one piece generally for <laughs> everything else that I do. So I have a lot of respect <laughs> for the yeah. people who just like are total like kamikaze in there and it's <laughs> yeah. awesome to watch, but I am watching, I am eyeballs only. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's actually really cool. Like it, it's, it's fast. a friend of mine now Queens because we're so far apart. Um, they're still in New York City, and I'm out here in San Francisco that we don't really keep in touch that much anymore. But same kind of thing. She, um, Her name is Katrina Cunningham, and she was in the burlesque industry in New York for a while, and that actually kind of got her a big enough name to where she started doing, got called on to sing a song and write a song for a Broadway show. And now she's, like, doing, she's singing and doing tours. Um, throughout Europe and the U.S. now. And it's so funny because, like, exactly what you said, it's like kind of that rite of passage where you get those nerves out, those performance Mm -hmm. nerves doing burlesque, you know. It's like you kind of like, okay, well, I'm used to this now. I got my nerves out being on stage and meeting people and performing. Now I can kind of take this and, like, do something more with it. And she's definitely uh, on that path, which is fantastic. Um, and more yeah. people are doing it. Yeah, and more men are doing it now, too, especially mm-hmm. here in San Francisco. That's like a thing, you know. At almost every burlesque show you go to, it's all men, and it's beautiful, and it's it's amazing. And For me, I like it because, you know, all these 
they're all shapes and sizes here as well. You know, you don't just get, you know, uh, and that's everywhere actually. But as far as seeing the men all shapes and sizes, and they don't feel like they need to have their six pack abs, and they can be full. No, they can rock the vibrant. dad bod. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I got a brother in San Francisco. He's he's a chef, so I don't know about the six pack part. It'd be kind of hard because all the good cooking, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I will say, yeah, the food is fabulous. I even have a little like belly, a little like pig, piglet belly going on <laughs> with all the food. <laughs> and now now I just like roll into bed. I have to like roll in the bed, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, it's great. I love Burlesque is such a great community, and 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 it continues on to, you know, you meet people in that community when you start doing other things, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, I remember you, and I remember you performing this a couple years ago or whatever, and now you're you know doing a film project together, or you know on a podcast or whatever, um, and uh, so you know Tristan, you said you're going into directing. You know, maybe one day you'll find yourself hiring, you know, some burlesque girl that you worked with before, and that just so happens, you know, to be an actor, too. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm all but, about nepotism. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to meet new people. <laughs> no, I just want to, no. like, hire people that I already know are awesome and can do the work, right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm lazy as fuck, so I'm like, I know lots of talented people. I don't have to fucking, like, outsource this shit. Right. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean that's so um, true. I was literally having that conversation today with someone. They had asked me, um, you know, because I'm working on this feature film uh, at the end of the summer, and they're like, "Oh, where is it?" And I go, "Oh, it's in Los Angeles." Blah blah. blah. And they're like, "Oh, how, how did you get it?" And I go, "Well, you know, I, I worked with the director before, and he called me in." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's usually how you get work in Los Angeles, because otherwise, there's like no way you can get work. You have to just know somebody." I was like, "Okay, yeah, great." <laughs> yeah, like I don't know they were like so like straight on about it. I was like, "Yeah, but it's true, you know." Like even the director uh-huh. said, "Like I, I've worked with you guys before, like the whole crew." You know, he's like, I, I know you guys can get the work done. I know you guys will be there. You'll show up. You'll do your work. So we're doing this. You know, we're doing this project together. And it, it's great. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to mention that uh, basically the reason, uh, well, one of the main reasons I had uh, thought to ask Tristan was because I just watched The Editor, uh, which is still in Canada, <laughs> and is, uh, is was in my horror pack, so I was like, oh, I haven't seen this movie yet, and uh, I absolutely loved it. It was, it, it is one of those movies that like really kind of just fucks with your mind a little bit, and um, and just really, like really a good fun. Like yellow should. Yeah, right. Well, I, I don't, and, I don't uh, know about this. I don't know about this. So she has to explain. You have to explain to me what this is, both of you, what this movie is. Okay, uh, you, do, you go, film, uh, Tristan. Uh, This is a film uh, created by a Canadian troupe of um, thespians known as Astron 6. They've done Manborg, Biocop, and uh, Father's Day. uh, Both Father's Day and and, uh, Manborg were released on Troma. So they already had a little bit of a following. Cool. Yeah, so these guys, uh, they're, they're very, very Canadian in their writing and their sense of humor, which is why... 
the kind of weird slapstick quality of uh, the editor worked so well with Giallo because it's just it 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 didn't it went back and forth between being an homage to uh, Giallo horror and like kind of making fun of it and not but not taking itself too seriously and I mean you see breasts but dicks everything a lot of blood over the top blood that beautiful like carmine red blood that you see in all of Argento's uh, films. Like, it's just, it's spectacular, complete with com- unnecessary dance scene with hair tosses and soulful air grabs. Like the moon tonight. Yeah, exactly. It's one of my favorite movies um, that I've worked on because it's not just about one actor. It's about the ensemble troupe, which has um, the Astron Six guys. It has Lawrence Harvey from Human Centipede 2, whom I've mm-hmm. um, had the pleasure of working with frequently. And um, it had Udo Kier in it as well. So there was a lot of like really cool people working on this film coming together. And it, it was really, you know, um, wonderful to be part of that cast. That's awesome. That's awesome. And when did that come out? Is that a recent thing or has it been out for a while? Uh, that's like, 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was released by Screen Factory, right? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. That was so that, that it, yeah, and then Horror Pack just released like a, uh, I think it was the same version basically. It might have just been like a DVD combo with it, you know, which I think is a little mm-hmm. bit different. Uh, but I hadn't like I hadn't heard of it. Um, I should have, you know, like, and, and, like, a lot of other people had, like, I've been watching all these videos of the people opening their horror pack, uh, and I had done one, like, an unboxing, and I had not <laughs> heard of the editor, but, like, other people did, uh, other people were like, oh, yeah, I already own this movie, you know, right, and I was <laughs> like, I, I hadn't heard of it, like, I don't know, I guess it, it had gone under the radar to me, you know, but, uh, um, I loved it. I I thought it was it was definitely. And I, I I emailed um I emailed one of the directors uh was, um uh one of the directors Adam of it and I I told him and it was an Adam it was um uh, uh, Matt Matt yeah yeah maybe it was Adam I, I like I I, I they're pretty interchangeable they have the same brain a lot of the time. Okay, uh-huh. I, I I added them both, and then <laughs> I chatted with one of them, and I told them that I uh, was you know was gonna watch it, and I was really loving it, you know, because I, I was already at the beginning and I was enjoying it, and he was like, I hope you love it all the way through, <laughs> you know, like I guess he's a little worried I was not going to like the you know, and I I dug the ending, I dug everything, just it was exactly what I kind of. <laughs> Like and I just watched Suspiria, so it was very much like I could tell. It was oh very man, much like, like a, that is. Oh wow. Oh yeah, that's a that's a really good night in Suspiria and the editor. Fuck yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be like a nice. great double feature right there, especially with the ballerina stuff, which I think oh, you yeah. would like, Laura, um, because they yeah. have like some like really cool ballerina shots in, um, you know, in uh, the in Suspiria. And then they also have in in the editor they have uh, some ballerina stuff, you know. Um, I think it was there. There was a movie right that they were making, and you know, it was using the ballerinas and stuff. And I thought Ooh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. 
That's it was, really it cool. was fun. I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I enjoyed Tristan's part in it. Uh, though it's very it's smaller than I expected. I thought you were going to have a bigger part, but uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it was still a it was still a fun part. You know, I I saw it was so. a fun part. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I, so I enjoyed all my scenes. It, yeah, if anyone like, wants to was, see it, it was. Go it to Amazon.com and buy it. I, I, I swear <laughs> to God, you guys are going to love it. Amazon.com. Yay, thank Great. you for the shameless plug. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, right on. All those plugs is why we're here. Well, that's part of the reason yeah. why we're here. But um, <laughs> on to that, well, since Tristan got her plugs, let's uh, give uh, Rob a chance to uh, talk about do you have anything that. Just um, came out recently, or is out, or you have worked on. So uh, you're stunt coordinator, and so um, which of you were a wrestler? Yes or no? Did I get that wrong? Uh, oh, oh my God, I, I'm an actor for TV and film, wrestler, stunt coordinator, uh, ambassador, God, uh, trainer, God knows you name it. You know, it, it's crazy. I, I busiest schedule. Craziest schedule ever. I'm I'm currently on the uh, season two of the Dust series, uh, Betraying the Chief, uh, who's actually the Grim Reaper in the series. Um, but it's a supernatural series that has vampires, werewolves, witches, celestials, uh, all all kinds of stuff going on. And what, what's going on? There's like a master plan going on to where uh, supernatural phenomena is going to have to switch sides more or less, take sides. Part of the supernatural phenomenon wants to save mankind, and part of him wants to do away with mankind. And there's like a big struggle, inner struggle right now in the supernatural world. And uh, I just kind of, I just pretty much, at the chief, pretty much dropped the bomb on the master plan in the last episode <laughs> that we did for, for Dusk. So uh, a lot of cool things are happening, but uh, they have their own Facebook page. We can catch up on all the episodes leading up to the final episode, uh, which will be coming out, I think, in a couple of weeks. Uh, and on Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dust series, D-U-S-K series. And uh, it, I tell you, the cast is this great, great cast and crew for for the series. I mean, and from all walks of life, I'm, uh, the lady actress that portrays Celeste, uh, one of the female werewolves, in the series, uh, she's like a country R&B artist, <laughs> music artist. Oh, wow. Uh, Cassie Page, and uh, she just won Artist of the Year, actually, and uh, she's coming out with a new album and everything. It's amazing. And uh, uh, Steve Steve Ross and uh, Wolf Hayden, who portray some of the vampires and werewolves in the um, series, uh, they're like uh, medieval sword fighters and, you know, <laughs> from medieval Renaissance festivals and everything, and uh, it, and got and Alyssa, Alyssa Page and Z, and Zana. I mean, they're like theater actors, and it's just uh, it's a, a great assortment of uh, of cast and uh, crew that pretty much puts everything together. And Ron Rossman Jr., who is the director and writer for the series, he's also a uh, cosplay artist who does a lot of the cosplaying for a lot of the Comic Con as well. So I mean, very talented group of people, and just blessed to be a part of it. So. Um, got got that going on. I uh, got two films coming out. Uh, one with C. Thomas Howell and Randy Jones. It's a family film called The Rack Pack, based on a true story about Dara Rackley, who was a military man, remembering his childhood growing up at 
the Rack Pack with a bunch of his little friends. And uh, myself and C. Thomas Howell, we betrayed the thieves to kidnap their dad. And they play pranks on us to go save their dad from us. You know what I mean? So it's really cool. Um, and also uh, another film coming out called Sacred Hearts where I portray a Italian hitman and uh, myself and some of the crooks that portrayed like an act, uh, ironically an acting agency. <laughs> um, and uh, 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 the hero of the story, uh, Cornelius, comes, saves his wife from us because uh, we pretty much lured her into the fact that she was going to have a spot on her show and turned out it was all a facade if you will. Yeah. So, uh, uh that, that, got that going on. And I just got in the music video, um, uh, a month or so ago, uh, with a heavy metal band out of Texas called So It Begins. Uh, oh my God. With a new uh, single called Retaliation. Um, it's on YouTube right now. It stars myself, Alex Zadra, who's a gun specialist, actually a legit gun specialist. What? And Eli Devil Tap. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like real recreation, the whole Punisher film, if you recall, oh, the Punisher movie, cool. right? And yeah. I, I portrayed right. a John Travolta, John Travolta villain role in the film, and Alexander, she portrays the Punisher role. So it, it, it's, it's really cool. But you can check it out on YouTube. It, just type in So It Begins, which is the name of the rock band, and their single retaliation. You are so That's awesome. I was like, I was yeah. sitting here going, are you ever going to stop? That's just tip of the iceberg, man. It's been crazy, but you know, I'm just like blessed to do what I can do, and on top of the other many things, other things I do, and you know, I, I go to these conventions, I do seminars, I still do wrestling events every now and then. So you know, that's it's awesome. Just, uh, it's really cool. That is awesome. I I am a big fan of you know doing you know the fifty thousand things. And staying busy as long, you know, as long as it's, um, you know, in all the genres that you love and you know and you've worked in and, and you're making it happen, um, it, it's fabulous because that's exactly what you're doing, and, you know. And I feel like for any, anyone listening, if you have any questions or um, want to reach out to any of these two, definitely follow us on uh, our Facebook page and you can, you know, type in your questions and, and you know, I'm sure these guys would love to answer any questions, especially with Rob, because you have so many. It's like, how do you juggle everything? That's my question for you. Just how do you juggle <laughs> jumping from one thing to another? Tell me. How do you do? <laughs> I, 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 a lot of, lot of coffee, uh, an occasional Red Bull every now and then. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder myself, you know, but, I mean, it's like uh, it, it's just um, I've always been, like, into, like, a, a million things. Basically, yeah. I grew up, and you know, it kind of stuck with me. So, I never wanted to put all my eggs in one basket. You know what I mean? It's like coming to branch out, be adventurous. <laughs> absolutely, um, absolutely, that's great. Go ahead, well, John. I just what are you to, going to say? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, I wanted to make sure we plugged um, Checkpoint, uh, which is a movie that um, that that Rob was in. That's uh, that's actually also available on Amazon. Um, I got it at Walmart. Uh, back when it was there, don't know if it's still available at Walmart or whatever, but uh, definitely check that out because I really, really enjoyed it, and not just because 
you know, you're, uh, that Rob's in and a bunch of really big name people are in it, but like it's just a fun action movie. You know, it's uh, oh yeah, it, it, it's oh, it's really cool. Yeah, uh, William Forsythe, Fred Williamson, uh, my buddy Bill Goldberg, who uh, I wrestled with in WCW, and he's also he's now like a Hall of Famer now. Uh, Kenny Johnson, who's currently on the uh, the SWAT series, CBS SWAT series. Um, it's it, great cast and crew. It's just a, it's a pleasure to be a part of, and, and it's dedicated to the uh, the the veterans, you know, the military veterans and everything. So uh, oh, it's cool. really cool to be part of that. And also on Amazon uh, and just popped on YouTube recently in the last month or so is a, a, a drama from them in called Son of Clowns, uh, which is nice. more of a, like mentions more of a drama. And uh, I'm in, in the film, I portray uh, Angus, who's like part of the circus family. He's like the, the circus strong man in the film. And, and the story is about uh, this local TV celebrity that loses his TV show and ends up going back home to his family that runs a circus. And he feels like he let everybody down by losing his TV show. And he's going to this big depression, and al- he gets into alcohol and everything. And he ends up fa- uh, falling in love with this lady who works at a balloon shop, right, <laughs> where he got the balloons at for the circus. And... <laughs> And they, in turn, you know, got to be really close and tight, and and he uh, got really bad off. And and th- but through his family and his n- new love in his life, uh, he was able to turn things around and get things back on track for the better. It's it's a good story. Well, I I immediately when you said son of clown, I immediately went to like the sons of Pennywise. Like if Pennywise is gonna have a son. I was thinking like Sons of Anarchy meets like Bozo the Clown and a whole bunch of like Harley Davidson riding like clown gang bangers. I'm like, that could be cool. Oh, you know, with the wrestling thing, I got this this little girl doll named Dorothy, right? And it was John's seen a few things. We've got her on YouTube channel with all these creepy Boris Karloff black and white scary videos and stuff. And like, I'll even come out the fog in the ring. And I got Dorothy, like a black stroller with cobwebs around, and I got this like flashing skull necklace I'm wearing. <laughs> this is crazy stuff. I, I look like the Emperor Palpatine from the Emperor when I come out, you know? Pretty crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, it's good stuff. Well, uh, speaking of um, uh, bikers and stuff, uh, Tristan, you were in uh, Frankenstein Creative Bikers. Um, so I was. Can you? Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that project? Uh, that was directed by James Bicker, and it was probably one of the last films to be shot on 8mm film um, because it is wow. fucking hard as shit and expensive to come by these days. And also, it's uh, a lot fussier than uh, what digital is now. Um, but that was shot on location in Atlanta, Georgia, over the course of three nice. weeks. And uh, it was uh, one of my funnest roles ever, playing uh, this character, Psycho Val, who is leading a rival biker gang against the Impalers, um, led by machine-gun-toting strippers wearing kitty cat masks. And uh, I was like, well, I've achieved a few life goals here with this film, and it is a (laughs) two-hour exploitation extravaganza. 
it is, uh, yeah, there is, like, explosions, <laughs> yeah. there's fantastic patter. Like, I always uh, watch it a couple times because I'm usually laughing so hard that I'm, like, I'm fucking missing all the dialogue here. This is, no, no, i got to watch this again. Um, so like, Let me James, rewind this and actually pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So James Bickert, the uh, writer and director, recently um, – came out with another film that I am a part of uh, called Amazon Hotbox, which is also nice. in the vein of exploitation, women in prison films. Um, however, do not be fooled by the exploitation package. It is, in fact, a Trojan horse of feminist dogma, which it makes it even better. And someone at the screening um, described it as dazed and confused of exploitation films. And I was like, finally, a stoner movie I can be proud of. That's, right. <laughs> That's right. awesome. Yeah. And will yeah. we be able to see like we'll be able to see that soon? Is that gonna come on like digitally somewhere? What's that? It just What's finished its theatrical out? run in uh Atlanta at the Plaza um theater. And I know that it will be available eventually through Dark Side releasing. Um that's our distributors. So I think they're going to be doing a hard copy, and it will eventually be available on VOD, iTunes, uh, potentially Netflix. We'll see. Uh, but I will keep everybody posted. But you can go to AmazonHotbox.com and order a copy online as well. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I, I was just yeah. in Atlanta actually shooting a uh, Florida State Lottery commercial. Yeah, I was like in the commercial. I'm like the, this, this bodyguard of the guy who just won the lotto. And we're like a freezer, and he wants me to stay with him to protect his winnings. It, it was so dumb because I mean, we're, it, it's like it's hot as hell there, there downtown Atlanta, right? But we're supposed to act like we're cold. And you know, oh, I'm God. I'm all decked out in this three-piece suit, the sweating sweating my ass off in the scene. Oh, I'm sure. It, it, in San Francisco, it's been like 80. It's like the highest it's ever been. So I'm sure down there in Florida, it's crazy. Oh man. <laughs> projects and everything. Let's move on to, um, let's start with Tristan. Um, your process, um, when you get a role in a film, because I guess, you know, this podcast is called All About Acting. I guess we have to talk about it. Um, your process <laughs> as an actor um, when you get your role and uh, how you like to prepare yourself do you like to, you know, um, pre-prepare way in advance? Do you like to be on set? You know, all those things. I'm sure you know what I mean. Um, and just discuss your process and how how you get ready. And when you're on set, how do you like to be? Um, on set, I, I can be, especially if I'm doing a really intense or energetic performance, Leading up to that point, I'll probably be a little quieter because I'm just kind of getting my head where I need it to be to kind of um, uh, have the impact that I want for film. Prior to filming, once I have a role, you have to understand I have a terrible ego. It is terribly, terribly large. So when I get a role and it's in the film and I have the script in front of me, I just, I love to just dive into the script. and Like, I was that kid that wrote read uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory until it, like, fell apart. So 
So I I like something, I read it a lot. So I like a script that I like, I read it a lot. And um, I really enjoy being able to play around with the different uh, things to do in front of the mirror just to kind of try the character on. Sometimes, um, and I'm sure everybody kind of feels this a little bit too, if they read a character on printed page, it really jumps off the page at them and it, you just immediately know who this character is 100%, no shadow of a doubt. And there's other times where you need to kind of, like getting to know a person, you need to spend time with that character. So, you know, you just kind of hang out in the mirror or you might do things that that character do. Like not 100% method because I feel like a big portion of the people I know who I've seen do method acting are like they go a little crazy, but at the same yeah. time, you know, like you, know, like you don't lose yourself, you know, like you can kind of like try it on, like you put on a, a dress, but you don't live in the dress, you don't shower in the dress, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm try exactly. This out for <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's that's exactly. the process I like. It's like it's kind of like I like building it up and like seeing layers and like who is this person and. Who are they going to be in front of the camera? Because it's like a, you can really tell when you're watching someone acting and they know their lines um, and they know how to parrot the lines, but they really don't know what they're saying because they just don't know who they are at all. And, you know, there's quite enough people like that in real life who don't know who they are and talking to them is painful. So there's no reason to make anybody watch that or pay money to see it. Right. Exactly. Right. I love it. Well, Rob, on that note, your turn. Uh, well, just like Tristan said, rather, I'd like to dive myself into the character. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big visionary, so I have to, like, visualize not just uh, my lines, remembering them, like, going through them literally all night, if you will. I mean, get, I, I pretty much just dive into everything. But I dive into, like, the, the whole scenery of the scene, and which, uh, you know, I visualize, like, the settings and all that. And, like, whether it's, it's, if it's a dark character, I just uh, I'll put on the headphones, listen to some music, um, and just uh, go in some dark places and just kind of get a feel of that, that dark persona. Just as, like, with Son of Clowns, um, you know, with the character Vangus, I know I would, like, uh, study different things that – Required to do with the circus, of course, and and hang around and talk to people and uh, do my homework on that. And just uh, you just have to, I guess you would you would call it a, a, a version of method acting, in which, uh, like for example, we talked about checkpoint earlier. I mean, Kenny Johnson, pretty much the same deal. I mean, there was a scene where he had to like just lose his shit because he's seen a friend of his getting executed, and a certain point on through the window, right on television, right, and he had to like do this thing where he's like totally freaking out, right, and he's just going off to this little little place where he's like, uh, he's got the headphones on and he's and he's just like you, you could just like he's holding his breath, it's like he's getting into the the role of just really getting ready to build up to that boiling point where he's like ready to freak out. Um, I'm that's pretty much me, you know. What I mean, I I like really put myself into the role in which, you know, it's like you want to get a feel of how that the character you're portraying feels and at that time and and come across as how you would put yourself, how would you react if this would happen to you? So it's like, you know, vicariously you live in 
to that role. And, I mean, I feel like you can't really get across to the viewer what uh, message you want to get across to the viewer with the story unless you put yourself into that situation. So, Yeah, that's great. Oh. I, you know, and I'm, uh, uh, it's big on – I love that a lot of the actors that we've been chatting with um, – that's one of the major things they like doing. And it's great to hear because it means that there are a lot of performers out there putting in their all and and, and really wanting to dive in and, and, and feel what it's like to be in that moment. So I just want to say, how is it like winning the lottery today then for you? <laughs> for your lottery commercial. <laughs> oh, Oh, from my, from my lottery commercial, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I wish I was the guy that actually won the lottery rather than the bodyguard freezing his ass off in the cooler. But in the commercial, you know what I mean? That'd be nice, but... Hey, someday maybe. Yeah, well, and, and, then, and then... But I would love to switch that, and let's go to um, not the non-after side of your guys' jobs. And, um, Tristan, how is it uh, for you? You mentioned now, you know, you, you said, well, now directing. Um, I would love to hear your end on how you'd like to um, work with actors on the directing side. How is that going for you? Or if you've already been in that situation, and um, how, how, does that different, how is that different from being an actor? Um, from being an actor, I feel like when I've worked with directors, I usually, if I've worked with them before, if I've known them before I go on to set, we usually have a pretty good rapport. Um, and I've been fairly lucky with being able to speak to people and have them be really interested in having a collaboration and a meeting of the minds. And, you know, it's not about you do this and, you know, you're like a, a painted pony. Like, you know, I'm very much aware that for a lot of these directors, um, many of them are also writers. So you're, you become the vessel for their creativity. And it's like basically you're holding their baby. Don't drop their baby. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always very <laughs> cognizant of that. And when um, I directed my first short, which was in March, uh, called Parlor Tricks, I had re- written each of the characters in the short based on the actors who were playing them. And when I went to make the film, I was like, oh, guys, I wrote this thing, and I kind of <laughs> want you guys to be in it, and tell me what you think. And fuck me if every single one of them signed on to do it, and it was awesome. They they went above and beyond the expectations, and I am so thrilled with it. So in doing that, I have to say that I don't think I've gotten the full directorial experience because I was too busy grinning like an idiot and clapping my hands behind the camera when I was watching my takes. Um, everyone was exactly what I wanted. So I haven't had the the point where I, I have to be like, eh, can we try something else? Like, are you, I feel like you're not feeling this. Can we work? Like, that has not come up yet. And I touch wood tentatively to kind of stave off that situation as long as possible. Um, but my actors were really good about, like, is that okay? And I'm like, it was fantastic. Everything, let's do that again. 
and it's nothing to do with your performances, and it's everything to do with the camera, because oftentimes I'll be on the other side of the camera, and I'll be like, why are we going again? What did I fuck up? I got up blinds, right? Is there a booger in my nose? Oh, Jesus, there's probably like a Kellogg's cornflake jammed up there right now. Um, so I have like all this anxiety about that kind of thing. So if the director is just like, no, 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 it's nothing to do with you. We're going to try something with a light or a camera lens or what have you. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not the reason that we're going again. And, you know, we're further delayed from having lunch. Nothing to do with me. Yeah. Do you, do you both feel that, um, do you both think that possibly, uh, working with directors that are also actors or were once also actors, are best to work with, um, or no? I mean, or is it just whatever? Um, I think that's think a, that. Yeah, I I personally think that depends entirely on the individual. Um, I know people who are who could be great actors but terrible directors, and vice versa. So I think that oh, yeah. for me, <laughs> case by case basis. Rob, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, I I pretty much agree the same way. I mean, it all depends on the individual. Uh, because, uh, you know, I've, I've been on set with uh, some directors who were great switching from director to actor, vice versa, and I've been on set with uh, directors that were just uh, so, you know, so perfect. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've, I've had some crazy directors. I, I saw this one director one time for this deal I was doing where he got – I mean, I thought him and the producer were going to, like, scrap right in the middle of the scene. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a referee to fight, you know. But, uh, but, but yeah, pretty funny stuff. But, I mean, like you said, it all depends on the individual. Yeah. You were, hey, Absolutely. Rob, you were talking about that certain movie that we're not probably going to talk about on here exactly, but the one I, the one we talk about from time to time that you were on the set oh. for. <laughs> Not not particularly that one, but I do remember that one. That that was the one where I thought the director was going to try some wrestling moves on someone that wanted to get Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The, the, oh, the director was, uh, I mean, and, and he was trying to scrap with an actual uh, professional wrestler, from what I remember. Oh, my <laughs> word. Yeah. And God. No, don't do that. Too funny. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I, I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a good segue to talk about a little bit about independent uh, film acting, as opposed to obviously you know when you're working on a studio film or a bigger project, you know because I know uh, Rob you worked on um, you know uh, you worked on what um, uh, some TV shows like Sleepy Hollow and um, uh, is it called Sleepy Hollow? Is it called something else? Uh, now, yeah, Sleepy Hollow, safety. and I just I just did Good Behavior the last season last year. Oh, wow. oh wow. congrats! No, thank you, yeah. thank you. That that was, I, I we we were in the, it was a scene where like myself and, and and Chris, you know, we were like the um the investigators investigating a jury heist during this ritzy soiree party they were having, right? And where uh, Letty Letty, the, one of the main characters, and she swapped some jewelry off, right? She was the real culprit, but you know, of course, uh, we never found out, right? But <laughs> but it was so hot. Oh my God, it was so hot. Everybody had to stay dressed up for that whole episode, and it was like the hottest part of the year. And and oh my gosh, we were all dying. And but I mean, they took care bad. they took care of us. You know, I mean the. I feel no, like the, every time yeah, you're on set, it's yeah. like extremely hot. <laughs> oh 
man. They kept us hydrated and everything. I mean, I mean, the, the cast and crew were great there, but it was just I just remember still being so hot in there. We we're just we we're all suffering that day. That's so great. I will say, like, uh, going on that question, Doc, for myself, just recently, um, even just a little bit of difference of the production value makes it um, feel different, you know, for the actor. Like, recently, um, uh, John, you know this, I, I went to L.A. for a screen test for this feature that I'm doing. And they it's a screen test for lenses, the types of lenses they want to use for, for certain scenes. And mm-hmm. so it's basically, you know, um, I had no idea that, you know, I was just like as an independent, you know, horror actor, you know, I, I also do other stuff, but, you know, like <laughs> mainly horror, you know, you walk in and it's, it's, it's different feeling. It's very relaxed. It's very, you don't have screen tests. Like you don't do that. That's like not a thing. And it's like, so I just assume like it's, I'm going to get down in L.A. It's going to just be like a rehearsal of sorts with, like, maybe a, a camera. I'm like, cool, this is great. I I roll up to this place, and, you know, it's this person's, like, you know, high-end house, and then a, the crew rolls up, and there's multiple cars, and they have tons of boxes and equipment and lighting. And this, I was like, I turned to my co-star, I was like, are we shooting the movie today? Like, did I not, are we shooting a section of it? Am I unsure? Was I not aware of what's going on? Like, it was just really crazy. Like, and my, my co-star Jimmy was like, I don't think so. If, if if we are, I don't have a costume. And like, we're just like freaking the fuck out. It was crazy. And all these people roll up. <laughs> this guy comes out of his house. He's like, hey, I'm Andrew. I'm the assistant director. I was like, hey. You know, and we got hired, obviously, by, our, you know, the director. And we, we finally the director rolls up. And he, he names, his name's Monty. Shout out to Monty. And, and we're like, Oh, so are we? What's going? What's going on here? Like, there's a whole crew here. He goes, Oh yeah. So we we have a production team. Like, we got you know the script is you know we we got people that want to you know help us put it together mm-hmm. and this that the other and it's it's a full SAG agreement and all this that the other and oh wow you know and yeah and so um so he's he's like yeah so this production team is gonna be doing it with us. And this is our assistant now, our assistant director, the AD. I was like, oh, okay, great. We're just like, and I'm like, this is awesome. And I walked in, and they set up the whole thing. And here I thought it was just us doing, like, a feature with a friend kind of scenario again. And it's turning out to be this huge, beautiful production. We have a guy in Australia doing our costumes, hand-making our costumes, because it's, it's called space. And so we're literally getting handmade space suits. Um, to our, each nice. one of our bodies, yeah, and nice. like helmets and stuff. And so I'm like, so we, they set up everything, and then we're sitting there, we're getting ready to go, and then all of a sudden he passes these papers out for us to sign, just for the the screen test, you know. And he's like, you gotta sign these things, and da da da. da. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> It was a great experience because mm-hmm. it was definitely, it was one of those situations where I'm like, I thought I was just going to like head there, be relaxed, 
relaxed scenario, no way. You know, there's like 10 people. There's like, you know, a huge light. Like it's, it was fabulous. It was really fun. It was great. And, you know, it turned out to be a really great experience. And the crew is awesome. And, you know, it just made me more excited for the actual shoot. You know, I'm like, oh, wow, right. this is you know, I here I thought this is just going to be another little, I mean, it still is an independent project, but it's a bigger independent project, so it just felt, it was really fun, you know, it's really fun, and, yeah. and so um, it just does make a difference, it definitely makes you want, definitely makes you want to work harder, that's for sure, you know, like, I walked in, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I can't tell my dick jokes, like, that's not going to happen today, <laughs>
for make of them too. And it, oh god, it was god awful. And and you had these 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 this rock band, this lady rock band from Russia there. And you had this uh, uh, the magician who was on America's Got Talent there, and uh, it was just nuts. No, no, no. and, 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 and some of the cast and crew were making out. Yeah, some of the, some of the cast and crew were making out in the dunes, the sand dunes. You know what I mean? And oh, and, and by the time morning came, we all looked like natives from King Kong. Movie. I mean, you're like in like, 24 hours, not even 12 hours, and we're we're already turned into cavemen. <laughs> oh, it was oh, it was brutal. And and finally, the, the, the fairy guy finally came and got us that morning. But by that time, oh, I mean, it was just like Survivor. We we were just I I, I looked like Schwarzenegger from Predator movie That's after so funny. You know, when they go to pick him up it had mud on my face and everything you know what I mean I feel like that's like the society these days you know like even like without our phone for a little bit we just go crazy we're like monkeys you know like we went around right. and we're like oh my god my phone oh my god my boyfriend told me a story today he goes yeah so I walked to Trader Joe's and I was walking out, and this lady came up to me and said, "You're an odd one." And he goes, "What do you mean? Like I'm I'm an odd one?" She goes, "You're you're not on your phone." <laughs> like it, it was like weird. Like he goes, "This lady said it was fucking weird because I wasn't on my phone." Oh, oh my god! <laughs> like, I was like, "Only in San Francisco would someone call you out on that." Like walking out of Trader Joe's. Why aren't you on your phone? Oh, yeah. Damn it. Get on your phone. Right? You're too wild. You're a gay man. When you were uh, talking about that, it reminded me of um, it reminded me of like Castaway or something. You know, like they're all Tom Hanks. <laughs> I wish I had Wilson in my hand talking to him. That'd be more exciting than what went down. Seriously. It was the Walmart chicken. It was the Walmart chicken. Yeah. We, oh my God. And that was oh jeez, unreal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I oh, really watch that show. Are you guys familiar with Rooster Teeth? At no. all? No. Um, yeah, you got yeah, you gotta go to like roosterteeth dot com or you can find them on YouTube. They have this show called Camp Camp. And I swear there's like a scene that's like it's an adult cartoon show and it's like that uh, there's a scene that's like what you're describing, Ross. Like the kids go to like this offshore island that's like across from their camp and they like freak out and one of the girls goes crazy. And it's really it's really cute, it's fun. And they're just um they're they're, <laughs> they're one of those uh groups of people. They're from Austin, Austin, Texas, and they started out with these really awesome some podcasts, and they got known with these podcasts, and and they do these awesome shows. They play video games and podcasts, and uh, they do Ruby. Have you guys ever heard of the awesome like anime Ruby? Um, okay. Yeah, um, they did that. Um, so they have this new show out, this cartoon that they they also make and they do the voices for, and it's called Camp Camp. But I mean, it's it's fucking hysterical, and it's like it's one of those things where it's just like. They're trying, the kids just don't want to be at camp at all. And they're just trying to leave the whole time. They just don't want to be there. They just can't handle wow. it. They can't survive. But, um, and, and talk about acting. Yep. They also have uh, a few awesome 
you know, little podcast live stream videos uh, oh, cool. where they kind of just do some improv and they just go out there and they do some really fun sketches and they, you know, they nick at each other and they, you know, it's really fun and, and uh, it's just something to look into. That's not only for you guys, but um, for everyone out there listening, they're called Rooster Teeth and they're just, uh, if you haven't heard of them yet, go now because they're, they're going to be a big thing if they aren't already. Um, but uh, yeah, because they're just really—they're one. Of, they do kind of like what you do, Rob. You know, they're—they're they're not only podcasters. They act. They write their own shows. They direct each other's shows. Um, right. You know, they're—they're they're doing it. They're doing it all, and they also do internships. So if you guys ever want to like go to Austin and do an internship with their company. Um, they do that kind of stuff too, and it's just uh, it's, it's just an awesome team, and they're they're just hysterical, and they're all like you know forty year old, fifty year old men and women that are you know acting like they're twelve, and I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm gonna have to leave you guys now, um, but thank you so much for having me tonight. Oh, oh thank, thank you. Have you won so before? Yeah, you were so great. It was so good to phone that chat with you and meet you through voice. It was so great to meet your voice. <laughs> um, uh, before you go, I would love for, <laughs> I would love for you to just uh, shout out all your handles, like where everyone can see or find you and all that stuff. Fantastic. Well, I mean, you can follow me on Facebook under Tristan Risk or under my sideshow troupe, The Caravan of Creeps. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter under at Little Miss Risk. And then you can also look for me um, on Netflix with American Mary, Aliens Ate My Homework, The Editor, ABCs of Death 2, and uh, more recently, nice. Amazon Hotbox. Please. All right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you, you so you've much. You've been busy. Holy cow. <laughs> but yeah, you know, my Rolling Stones now they're not lost, right? Good night yeah. from Van City, folks. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank on. you. Bye. Have a good evening. Goodbye. And uh, yeah, Ciao, come likewise. on anytime. Cool. <laughs> um, Bye. So she's gone. So she's gone. So we can talk about her now. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she was, I know. I know you guys. She was wonderful. <laughs> no, I know she was. Great. She was wonderful. Um, she was great. Uh, we great. really uh, enjoyed her. Really cool. I am gonna say, you know, it's so funny because I did not realize she was from British Columbia, and uh, you know, because my agent is from you know, up there and around those areas. And I, was, I wanted to ask her, I'm going to message her and be like, so do you know of this agency and do they know if they do any work, you know, up there and stuff like that? Because I would love to have more excuses. I love Vancouver and I love that area too. It's just beautiful. Oh, it's nice, beautiful out there, yeah. And, yeah, and they do so much filming up there. And, um, you know, I would love an excuse to just there and film. <laughs> Anytime, you know, awesome. even if it's just like, uh, maybe I could do a thing with Rob and we could just go up there and, and live on an island for a day and <laughs> record <laughs> it and see what happens. Hold on, Tristan, but please save us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we could make it. We, we thought we could make it. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> It's like that thing on, have you guys, um, I don't know if you guys heard the show or watch the show, it's Handmaid's Tale, 
But it's like usually she tries, the lead actress, she tries to get to Canada, you know, for asylum to, like, survive. Okay. And no matter what she does, she can't get there. It's, gonna, it's like one of those things, like, we'll finally get there, but then we can't survive. We're just going to go back. We're like, fuck it. We got to go back to America. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, she was great. I love her. Um, it's so great, Jonathan. Every person you've brought on this show, has been amazing. <laughs> you know some you you just know great people, you know. Great people, yeah. hard working, mm-hmm. you know, they're really awesome. You guys are really awesome. Um Rob yeah, just about all the too. people You're I great. don't bring on the <laughs> show the people oh, that you. I don't all the people I, uh, that I don't bring on the show are the people I don't like. So, you know. Okay. Not not the ones that Got you it. bring on. The ones you bring on I love. <laughs> But the ones that I don't bring on, that you don't bring on, I don't like. So, okay, you know, it. just know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good for me, too, because I'm I'm meeting people that I never knew that were in the industry. Right. Like, now I have two new friends, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's fabulous. Yeah. Like, I just added them on Facebook while we were chatting. We're officially oh, friends. And that's, like, we're, we're besties yeah. now, all of us. That's awesome. <laughs> well, and and that's the the thing too is like you know you'll bring people on too that I don't know, so it's it's great yeah. sometimes that we can we can do that. Like you have you have people that I don't know, but it, you know what that means? That means I'm gonna have to start kicking off more people off my freaking friends list because you know I need to add more friends, so I need to get rid of all these. Uh, I, I what I do because the stupid five thousand limit, you know, person limit. And yes, I, I feel really weird having a being capped off at the five thousand. But it's so easy to get those five thousand, you know. So you have to oh like, yeah, it's great. Go in there. I know we get those five thousand all the time. <laughs> and then you have to go in and you have to delete the people who um, either you don't know and you like look at their profiles and you're like, who the hell are these people? And then or you're just so you have popular, to find the. Jonathan. Well, I mean, I just add almost, I used to, I guess I, in the beginning, I added almost everybody. I was like, oh, that person was cool, that person was cool, you know, and, and then Stop people it. added me, and then I was just like, you know, I added you because I'd heard of, you know, that I heard of you, you know. He's like, uh, he's like I, I added you just because I had to add you. Like, I had you to were not enthusiastic yeah. about adding me at all. <laughs> He's like, so no, I added like, you, so you want to get rid of somebody else to add me. You feel sad about that. <laughs> like, no, I had to add I'm not sad about that. Whatever. <laughs> I, I was happy. I'm just kidding. To, I'm just kidding. I was happy to get rid of somebody to add you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I hate? Like, the recently this person actually friends with you. Um, uh, I think it was after, it was after the post that, uh, you said you're going to, uh, help manage me. And one of the, mm-hmm. the director friends that you're friends with or whatever on your Facebook sent me oh, yeah. a friend request and I went to go accept it and it was like, can't accept the too many people. And I was like, why send me a friend request if you have too many people? So I like, I just left it. And then I sent a message. I was like, hey, I can't accept your friend request because you have too many people. I don't they know. I really don't know. I don't know. I, this is like two days ago. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know if they okay. <laughs> 
I was going to say, because, like, one of my friends joked on that thing was, like, can you give, that means you can give me a date with her? And I was, like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, your boyfriend really likes seeing that. Jesus Christ. I well, it's so funny. It's like, oh, apparently I, I'm, I'm, like, we're, like, pimping now. Like, apparently I'm yeah. your manager, so <laughs> you get me dates. That's fabulous. Like, <laughs> Oh my god! That that's uh, exactly that comment right there is like what's wrong with the industry. Like you know what I mean? Oh, oh so you I can know. give me a date with her now? Like I think he was joking, but like it didn't. Oh, he it was. didn't sound like joking. I don't know. It, it wasn't. You can't tell in the, I don't, the I writing. I always of it. assume. Well, for me, I my humor is like I have big British humor, so. I just automatically right. assume everyone is kidding because I'm always kidding. Right. Like, I'm serious when I say stuff, but I'm, like, oh, serious joking. <laughs> <You're talking. laughs> so, like, I'll, I'll sit here on the phone and be like, I fucking hate you. But it's a joke? Like, I don't know how to explain right, it. Right. This is weird. Like, right. So, with, so <laughs> John is like, ah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but, right. <laughs> um, so you, but, uh, you automatically so, knew he was joking. Well, no, I don't know if he's joking, but I'm telling you that's my problem, is I automatically assume everyone is joking Um, or kidding because I'm assuming, I'm making an ass out of myself because I'm assuming everyone has humor like me, when in reality, it's not like that. Like, he could, like, I assumed he was kidding with the whole date thing, but is he kidding? And that, and that way of thinking got me in trouble when I actually came to dating. Because people will come up to me and be like, hey, why want to date? I'll be like, ah, right, sure. And they're like, no, really? And I'm like, sure. You really want to go on a date? Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things. It's just, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's, he, he could have been telling the truth. But, you know what? Right. It's, just more, it's just more fun to take life as a joke than serious. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'd agree with so that. So who knows? Let's just assume, let's all assume he was kidding. <laughs> let's just brush it off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and, uh, on that note, I would love uh, to ask Rob uh, just a few things on how you like to be, I don't think we... I don't think I'm asking the right question right now because I've been laughing too hard. I forgot what I was going to ask. <laughs> is that a cat in the background? Is that a cat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what kind of cat do you have? Uh, it's a beetle. <laughs> okay. it's the cat like is like, <laughs> speaking of British yeah. humor, the cat is like, get the fuck off the phone. Like, why are you on the phone? Oh, no, the no. Cat he, is... <laughs> oh, he's hanging out with Dorothy. Dorothy's on my, uh, Rocking chair reports. They said he plays with a cat. Oh, is that another <laughs> cat? No. That's my dog. That's my dog. Oh, okay. He has a dog. <laughs> no, he has an awesome doll. Uh, I, I swear to God, you have to come to scares I care, uh, Laura, because um, uh, Rob and I will be there, and uh, and he brings his doll all the time, and it. It freaks me out, man. Like it is, it is awesome, but it's also creepy. So wait, when is you know, this? Great doll. When is this? When is this thing oh, scares I can? 
Uh, well, she's kind of a, uh, part of the whole Papa story. Yeah. That I was telling you about. Uh, uh, where she, she represents us. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to mention Scares Like Care is August 3rd through 5th. Wait, August 3rd through what? 3rd. 5th. 3rd through 6th or 5th? 5th, 5th. Like 5. Oh, 5, 5. Okay, 5th. Got it. Sorry. I can't hear. Okay, no, yeah. I'm writing it down now. It's okay. I'm writing it down now. But, yeah, Dorothy. Dorothy and, and, and the whole story, the Papa story. Dorothy represents the souls of lost children that give Papa uh, Stroh life to go after all the the evil in the world because their their families was killed by evil people. So yeah, because I'm I'm working actually working on the actual s- story uh, for to make it like a production of how Papa Stroh got to be Papa Stroh, if you will. Oh, so, that's cool. Little part of the whole deal, yeah. You were talking oh, with awesome. Paul at one point. At, you were talking with Paul at one point about doing a uh, was it a, a pop up movie? Uh, yeah, what you're yeah. talking about? Pretty much, yeah. So I'm just okay, working cool. on the story, getting getting it put together. It's getting the right people to put it together, but um, Papa, can but you it, hear it, me? <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, Dorothy represents <laughs> the souls of lost children. That gives Papa his power to go after all the, because Papa's kind of like an avenging spirit. You know what I mean? I love it. it he's working, it's like real dark. Like you know, it's a, it's like Crow except yeah. like put gasoline on the fire as far as being real dark. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I I love stories like that. I don't know. I, yeah. I also can imagine this as like a, an, a dark anime, almost. Right. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. Perfect like, for that. I mean, I've seen that show. Uh, there's a show, there's a dark anime called Cowboy Bebop. I almost see it in the style of that. That would be cool. Uh, actually, there's an anime version of myself and Dorothy. I'll just send to you sometime. Oh, yeah. Send it or post it on our page, on the podcast, on the Acting Podcast page. Um, you're more than welcome to post stuff on there. I would say, I would shout I, out I, to I, any I, of our guests. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you some funny. I can tell you some funny Dorothy stories, actually. Well, here, okay, here's one. Okay, I, I've actually have Dorothy scared the heck out of people I've wrestled in the past. Like I was what? in a cage match one time, and I snuck Dorothy in the in the cage in the ring, right? And the wrestler saw Dorothy's face and like ran out of the cage and didn't come back. Just like <laughs> took off. <laughs> Because oh, he was petrified. Wait, you have these things on video, or is this just what, a thing you did? But this one isn't on video. Oh yes, oh yeah. Um, I got this. Uh, this one's funny story I tell you about real quick. I'm driving um, to an event, right? I don't know if it was a yeah. uh, convention or what have you, but uh, this this driver just speeds right by me, right? So I eventually yeah. catch up to him, and, and he turns around and looks at me where I'm at, and he freaks out, and his eyes get, like, white as saucers, and, like, just pulls over to the side of the road. I'm like, what the heck is this guy's trip, you know? What's wrong with him? And and, he, yeah. and he's staying, like, one spot, like he's petrified, like he's scared to death, you know? And I happen to look oh in the back gosh. seat. I have to look in the back seat, right? And there's Dorothy yeah. pressed against the window with her hand out like this, like she's waving at the guy. Oh, the my dry- gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's creepy. I didn't I know she was the best. Out... No, wait a minute. Are you saying she's 
like a live doll. <laughs> That's creepy. It's funny because I did an interview with her one time, right? I'm sitting there next to Dorothy. She had her own separate chair and everything, right? And uh, I'm doing an interview, and 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 the director like totally is freaking out. I'm like, I asked him, "What's wrong, man?" And it's like, I could swear I saw her move. <laughs> Turned the interview because he's filming the interview. Oh my right? gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, oh crazy. yeah. John That's just sent a photo of you guys actually standing together. I'm gonna post this oh, on yeah. It's all about acting site. This is great. Oh my yeah, gosh! It, it's funny. It's, it's, it's hilarious. So the guy did find her. Did you buy her? Did you find her in a dumpster? Like, what, what's the story? I, I found I, her <laughs> at a horror shop up north, right? Yeah. And I, I did my modifications to it, to her, and kind of created the whole Dorothy effect. And oh, and cool. it was kind of cool because not long after I, I, you know, I got Dorothy was I got a chance to see Annabelle from The Conjuring. Oh and yeah. And I, I I got to introduce Dorothy to Annabelle, and which I got a picture <laughs> of that actually I can show you. That was it was pretty cool. And, they, um, and they've yeah. been like BFFs ever since. The picture, so, um, the, the picture I have, she's holding Santa. She has a baby Santa in her arms. <laughs> oh she's yeah, great. yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's, so, she's a big ham. So, uh, Strobe and I worked on a pro- worked on a project together, The Invited, uh, where uh, the pilot for it, um, and there was a doll in that movie that I. You know, the, one of the characters, one of like this little girl, ghost girl, had to have a doll. You know, as a part yes. of it. Of course. And I was like Why trying not? to figure out where to find a doll. Uh, I didn't even think to ask for Dorothy, but I think Dorothy is just a little bit too much for that little girl. Like I don't think she would have had like, you know, Dorothy necessarily. But the, you I don't know. know. I, I had a- some oh. crazy dolls when I was a kid. I will say, <laughs> I my mom would make me. I'm not my mom, but my grandmother. Which I still yeah. have to this day. She would make me porcelain painted, like hand painted by her own hand. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, and so I have uh, twins of uh, of what she called, quote unquote, Shirley Temples. And they, like, are a tiny version of Shirley Temple in a porcelain with, like, a curly wig and everything. It is creepy. I mean, when I first got it, she was my size, you know? It was, it was that, mm-hmm. you know? So who knows? I mean, but I, I have all these, like, hand-painted dolls from my grandmother, and it's one of those things where they would be in my room, and I'd have to go and, like, turn their heads around. Because it freaked oh, wow. me out having them look at me. It was creepy. I, I, it was so I forgot to tell you guys, I forgot to tell you guys, Dorothy made her uh, debut, actually, in the Dust series a few episodes Ooh. ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, to where um, Dorothy in the series portrays, she, uh, in the series, uh, the one of the main characters in the series, uh, Mal, she has a uh, alternate spirit from a past life named Elizabeth, who was a witch, right? And in yeah. and in the series, Dorothy actually, I, I, I resurrect her through a chest. You know, I she was in the chest, and I took her out of the chest and put her in the office, right? And in the series, she she had Dorothy has the inner spirit of Elizabeth inside of her, uh, Mal's former self, right? So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to send you the episode where, yeah, where that takes place. It's, it's really cool. 
Yeah, 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 definitely. I would love to see that because <laughs> now that I'm hearing all these stories about her, I'm like intrigued. I just, I, I want to meet her now. Like, I need photos with her. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's, she's well, a I would love to do a photo shoot, like a matching photo shoot. Like, I get the same outfit as her. So I went. I, I wanted to that. like. I want to mention this. Like I, uh, I went to the. I, w- I was looking for a doll, you know, for the the invited, and I uh, I went to like this thrift store, and I, right. I went uh-huh. looking and I asked everybody like, do you guys have a? Do you guys have dolls here or whatever? And they're like, I don't know, maybe somewhere around there. I look over to like my left, and I stare over, oh. and there's this doll like staring right at me. And I'm like, ooh, I want, I, want, I want that one. And I brought it home. Oh, I brought it home. And, uh, you know, um, I, I, I brought it, you know, and uh, my mom had seen it, you know, or whatever. I walked in and saw this doll sitting on a counter, you know, like mm-hmm. staring. <laughs> like it was, my mom does not like that. <laughs> She's like, Jonathan, why do you have this doll? Like, oh, what's going on? Oh, yeah, God. it was crazy. But, <laughs> she, like, um, looks underneath the skirt. <laughs> she's like, let me check. <laughs> I just I just sent you, uh, Laura, the uh, picture of the doll. Um, oh, okay. You know. right. Oh, I see. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Like, like, yeah. Oh God, that, that is hysterical. She looks like she does look like a little hooker. I mean, her hair is kind of messy. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little oh, hairy. She yeah. does look like she looks like she had a long night, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, okay. She's oh my God, redhead. And she's got some kind of redhead. stain on her freaking. Uh, she got a stain on her freaking <laughs> dress, so maybe she is a hooker. I don't know. Like, maybe that's what she does on her spare time when I don't see her. She looks great. She looks great. I love this (laughs) 1970s shirt, like rainbowish shirt she's wearing. I love this shirt. I I literally think it is a 1970s doll, you know. Like, I think this is cool. You know, yeah. So, uh, totally. Uh, I don't know if you uh, know this, uh, Rob, but I used to uh, do puppeteering. so when nice. it comes to dolls, I always want a doll that I could puppeteer because those are fun. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was puppeteering for Sesame Street. I did that for two years. Uh, <laughs> and nice. uh, I, I, Yeah, it was really fun. I fell in love with the mechanics of it. And I honestly will tell you, I got the worst tennis elbow puppeteering. Like, who would have thought, like, that was a sport? <laughs> and I was like, I, the muscle in my right arm would, oh, it was huge. It was just huge mm-hmm. um, after that. And, like, now it's, it's like, fat again. But it was huge when I was puppeteering. But, um, oh, yeah, wow. so now when I look at dolls, like, I would love to find a creepy doll like, like Dorothy but have the mechanism to be able to rotate the eyes or whatever. That would be really cool, you know, if you oh, yeah. position it a certain way. So, I mean, it's so hard to find, though, humanistic dolls like that that are uh, in a puppet form unless you want to pay, you know, an extreme amount of money to, to get, like, you know, for, like, ventriloquists or whatever. Um, they pay, you know, hundreds if not thousands of dollars for their puppets. Um, right. 
you know, but those those are creepy. Those are, like, really creepy looking. It would be interesting to find one. I, it would be really cool if I ever went to, like, a, a thrift store or whatever and there was one just sitting there. Now, that's mm-hmm. creepy. I would have to yeah. buy it. Like, I will send it to you, and I'd be like, oh, happy please. birthday. <laughs> Dorothy, well, I know. <laughs> so I know that Dorothy, Dorothy will be at uh, Scares I Care, right, uh, Rob? Absolutely. And she will miss and my doll will. My doll will be there too. I have not named my doll yet. Uh, I should. I just she, haven't figured out like a good a name for her. She looks like a Heather. I don't know. Heather is too. It's too plain of a name, you know. Like just. You know, let's 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 come up with some ideas later. Like not on the podcast. We'll we'll do it <laughs> on our own private thing. Uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, it's got to be private. Those private matters. <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't want it. Um, I I don't want to. You know, take, it takes a while. You know, I don't want to, you know, rush into naming, <laughs> you know, a doll. But, uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that so that when we have, yeah, when we have her at uh, the Cyclic Productions table, we can uh, uh, keep the, uh, we can have the doll have a name now, you know, there Dorothy you and whatever we name her. <laughs> also, uh, Paul, Paul will be bringing, um, uh, Paul will be bringing a continuity monkey. So we'll have a monkey and two dolls. So I'm pretty sure uh, it'll be, it'll be a fun, fun show. I'm I'm telling you, you got to come out. Well, if I do come out, I I actually have a Muppet that I bought. Muppet. And I named him Fitzgerald. And I actually, he actually has a music video. Um, but I did, it, I did this music video like six years ago. It's really funny. Um, at least I think it's funny. No, I don't think it's funny. Um, but uh, if I do come, I'll just bring my Muppet. <laughs> it's like, That'll it's be like, awesome. He's bright orange. He's bright orange, and he doesn't have a nose. <laughs> wow. And he's na- he's <laughs> naked. He's fully naked. He has no clothes. <laughs> Oh, naked and afraid, right? Naked <laughs> and afraid. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, on that note, Rob, I would love to, before we end the evening, because we have two more minutes left, I would love for you uh, to um, give just all the shout-outs that you want and, and kind of remix everyone into – Anything that's coming out soon and what they should look for coming out soon with you and where they can find you and follow you and all that stuff. So take it away. You have, you have a good few minutes. You have, don't have to rush. Go ahead. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Uh, my official website, you can check out at thestro.com, T-H-E-S-T-R-O.com for all the latest news on wrestling film and cool merchandise. Uh, Facebook, Stro the Maestro. Twitter at Sign Destro, Instagram Stro Maestro, and Dust Series, and check out all the episodes of Dust Series Season Two going on right now, uh, and the, the season finale coming up also as well at Facebook.com/slash D-U-S-K Series. That's Dust Series. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I just assumed that everything coming out soon. I was like, oh, he's gonna take a while, but that was quick. <laughs> well, I already missed the films, you know, uh, the Rack Pack and Sick. 
Sacred Hearts, yeah. you know, and of course you can check out the music video on YouTube, if so it begins, um, Retaliation. And oh, I got yeah, a couple right. of projects coming up, so, so as soon as I get information, I can divulge everybody about, you know, what I got oh, for sure. coming up for sure, I'll and, let, let everybody know. Absolutely, yeah, you can always come back on the show anytime, it was great having you, you and Tristan both. Oh, pleasure, Fabulous. thank you guys so much. Yeah, it was fabulous to have uh, both of you on. And um, speaking of, if anything does come out, just let me or John know, and we'll post it on the All About Acting Instagram and Facebook and stuff and help promote you guys and all that stuff. Um, you know, oh, every yeah. promotion Thank is, you, so you know, much. the most, yeah, it's like, the best, you know, that's the least we can do, you know, it, it, or the most we can do, too, at the same time, you know. We all need to, to support each other, and I want to support you guys. You guys have been amazing for coming on our show, and that's, you know, what we can do for you. And it was so great to meet you. And, uh, John, I guess uh, take your way for the last uh, minute. Go ahead. What do you oh, man, we got, like, seven minutes. You know, love. I thought so, we had I mean, like, I, oh, what, I on my phone. It's like one twenty. One twenty-seven. Oh, it's just one twenty-seven on my phone. I was, I thought I was on time here. I thought I was being oh, good because usually we get well, cut off. <laughs> we, well, we got cut off back in the. Oh, we used to get cut off back in the. Uh, what is it? The, the day when we weren't paying for it. Now, now they don't. Oh, cut that's us off. right. Oh yeah, because yeah, we're rich so, now. We're rich now, both right. of us. Yeah, we're rich. We've, right uh, now. Like Dave we're, we're rich. Where we can pay for that premium, the premium experience. Yeah, the premium. <laughs> yeah, right. Which I'm gonna have to try to do for all my podcasts at some point. So good lord, uh, yeah. it's gonna be expensive, I mean, hey. but it's worth it. You know, in the end. When I, when I make um, my big bucks, I will pay for all your podcasts. How about that? Oh, wow. I forgot to mention you guys. That. I forgot to mention you guys. I just had a, a film documentary drop off about myself. That just that oh. film festival, film festivals nice. around the country. Uh, it's called the Maestro. Yeah, it's talking about like like some of my wrestling career and talking about like personal stuff, like you know what I do from day to day and. Um, that's so cool. Camera following me around and everything. It's really cool. But it's called The Maestro. It's done by Green Hero Films. Okay. And uh, uh, it was played in Michigan last month, the film international film festival there, and uh, going to be hitting different film festivals. It's going to uh, culminate, I believe, this fall in a couple of film festivals in the East Coast. So I'll definitely keep you guys informed of the world. It's going to be played. Oh, that at. sounds really cool. I love. I'm a huge fan of documentaries. Um, so yeah, definitely keep us in the loop with that. That sounds amazing. Um, uh, as, um, I'll, as, I'll send uh, the trailer to it, a teaser trailer for it. Oh yeah, send the trailer for sure. I would love to see that. And then um, yeah, we could post that. I'll post that um, tomorrow um, if you send that to me. And then in the morning, oh, so people can watch that. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, as a wrestler, as your day to day, I have a question: Do you eat turkey cool. and peanut butter? Yes or no. <laughs> Turkey but, uh, or uh, like I know protein. people that eat like turkey and peanut butter together. Oh, turkey. <laughs> yeah, turkey. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, turkey's cool. You know what I mean? Um, I just you know I stay away from bread a lot. But, yeah. Okay. Oh. So no bread. See, that's my problem. I eat too much bread. <laughs> how do you stop? Right. How do you stay away from bread? That's my question. Ah, well, I you know wrap. That's why I go to wraps because you know. Instead of having sandwiches, they'll have wraps. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and like some places, 
like you go like drive throughs if you want to get a burger, you just get a, like a lettuce burger. Just put everything in a burger inside lettuce. Oh, you know, it's really cool. So and you get hard. I, yeah, I, I know. The bread is so good. You guys, the that's the one real. thing I love. <laughs> I know the struggle. The struggle is real. Trust me, and it shows in my butt. My butt wants the bread. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but I, that's one thing I'm gonna say I love uh, when it comes to like wrestlers and bodybuilders, runners. Uh, you know, and I should be this way because I'm you know, 50% dancer, um, I, is, is the way you, you can keep those breads out when you do, especially bodybuilders for those competitions, you know, they, mm-hmm. they don't have those breads and things like that, and I'm like, I look at them, and I look up to you guys, because your, your eating habits are so good, the way you can just kind of just stop and have a good regimen for some odd months or weeks or days or whatever is fantastic, and I have a friend out here that, you know, he kind of helps me, you know, figure out, okay, well, today, you know, do little things, little by little each day, kind of take something out, eat more and more each day, and then eventually, hopefully, becomes like the norm, you know, but it, it's so hard. I'm, I'm Italian and Portuguese. The bread is nice. there to stay. <laughs> it's so I, 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 I heard that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I, I just did a film up north on New York uh, called The Brother Statue, uh, and, oh, and awesome. with a bunch of a, a bunch of Italians. And oh my gosh, I I had to do so much cardio going back because I, uh, you know, Italians, gosh, they feast. You know they I mean? do. Cannolis, they plant Parmesan. Oh my gosh, it was. It was oh crazy. gosh, yeah, and it's not just one dish. It's like, okay, first we're gonna bring out the antipasta, and then we're gonna bring out. All, all the meat, you know, separately, and then we're gonna bring out yeah. the pasta dish, and then we're gonna bring out some coffee and espresso, and then dessert, and then more coffee and espresso. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, all right. It's like a seven course meal in one night. Every night, how do you do it? I don't know. Like, it's insane. Crazy. It's insane. They feast, man. Yeah, they do. Uh, okay. Well, I don't want to no. get. I don't want to go over. <laughs> Am I over now, John? Did I go over? <laughs> well, we are over. Because I can over, keep chatting. Okay. Um, it lets us go, I guess, another 15 minutes. I've never, we've never tried, but it does oh, let, gosh, let let's us not talk. Risk it. Well, okay. Let's um, not risk I, it. Right. So, only go when no Anyway, <laughs> I, I will tell you. In the beginning of all my uh, podcast stuff, when I first started with Blog Talk Radio, I decided to uh, test it. And um, basically what had happened was um, back then you didn't have to pay for anything, you know. It was all, I guess, advertisements or whatever. And they let us go to, like, I think I, I think the longest I had gone was, like, five hours on a show or something, wow. you know. Before I got bored, <laughs> like really, like well, that's yeah. the only thing that stopped me, like was like there was just nothing <laughs> else to talk about or something, you know. But like yeah. they they let us go as long as we could, um, and uh, but then they you know changed their ways, so they only give us yeah, well. uh, you know they give us they give us two hours that we can go if we want, and I think we can even have fifteen minutes after that. But um, if we set it up for two hours, 
you know, but we didn't set up for two hours. We only set up for an hour and a half because, you know, generally a podcast should yeah, be about well, an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't want to force people to have to stay on for two hours. Like, then it becomes, then people are like, eh, I don't want to do it. You know, but if you tell them, okay, an hour, then they're like, for sure. If you say an hour and a half, they're like, okay, but they still do it. Yeah. (laughs) Like Rob. Rob, Rob's still on talking with us. Yeah, it's great. It's it's so great. And, And, you know, it's what's great is with these podcasts. They're so chill, and you can talk about anything. It isn't, you know, it, it, you know, we don't have a million people listening to us either, so we, it isn't like we have to make sure we don't, you know, think this or that or talk about a, a film or this or the other and, um, too soon or things like that. Um, you know, it's very relaxed. It's very getting to know um, each other, and it's all about the knowledge, and it's all about, you know, um, giving people advice and things like that. And, it, and with that, you have plenty to talk about. You know, you, you know, right. you and Tristan, you know, we're both chatting. You know, me and me and John, we're we're talking for a good like twenty minutes at one point because you guys, we had stuff you wanted to say and get out there, and and that's what makes it great with this podcast. Is you know, it's, you guys, it's mostly your podcast. You know, we're just here to kind of guide you and give you, re, you know, a relaxed environment so you guys can, you know, kind of open up and let know who you are. And let people see yeah. um, how great you guys are, and, ho- and hopefully want to work with you guys. So anyone out there, work with these people because they're awesome, and uh, yeah. they could just tell over the phone. And uh, so thank you. All right. Uh, well, I you know I will definitely yeah. take it Shout away out to now. And, and you, Rob. <laughs> I will definitely uh, take this away and, and uh, close with um, our our stuff. Uh, basically. If you want to uh, reach us, uh, and if you definitely want to come on the show, please email us at allaboutactingpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, and we will definitely uh, we'll definitely put you on um, as an actor. If you are an actor who's – if you're an actor, you know, really, like that's what we want. It's, it's all about acting. We want real – you know, people who are – who are uh, that do that for a living. Anyway – um, also check us out on Twitter, tw- uh, Twitter, uh, all about act pod, um, Wait. and Instagram is all about acting podcast. And so it's Facebook. And we also have a Facebook group, which we were talking to Rob about. Uh, so that's where we post things and other people can post stuff about their acting experiences or what they're up to, like promotion, self-promotion. We're all about that. So, Please join our All About Acting podcast group, and we will accept you um, and plug your stuff. You know, that's what we're here for. Um, And what was the last thing? I have one more thing. Oh, next week. Uh, So far, right next week, I've got um, Juliet Rees, London, coming on. I believe she'll be, um, she's one of. I guess I've got other people I'm I'm talking to, so we'll see who you know who's able to come on and whatnot. Unfortunately, getting people in advance is just as hard as getting people like you know like the next day. So thank you, Rob, for yeah. coming on, and Tristan for coming on. Oh, like, thank you guys so much. You guys came in like the uh, like pretty quickly. Um, you, you were like, yeah, I'm excited. And uh, so it's Tristan. So just having you guys on here was awesome. Um, yeah, it's fabulous. 
Because yeah, while busy, um, and it's so great to know that, you know, it's, it is hard to get people on, especially um, that's why we change it to 9 p.m. So, so people, more people can get on because as actors, you know, we're we're doing all the, the 50 jobs and 50, you know, films. And, you know, like Rob said, he's doing this, that, and the other. And so is Tristan now, it looks like. She's super busy. And uh, so just thank you for your time. And, and uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. And, uh have a good evening, and everyone out there, have a good evening, and have a good weekend. All right, everybody, have a great one. Great one. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Tristan. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.